Welcome, I'm June Scharf, the host of Warnsville Reaching New Heights, and we bring this to you on a weekly basis, and we feature local influencers in our community. My guest in this episode rightly qualifies as an influencer. It is Gino Zavarella Jr. He is the Vice President of Gino's Awards. And this is a company that has been located in Warrensville Heights for many years. They blanket the community with plaques and um, employee recognition awards, all kinds of trophies and engraved glass. Now Gino grew up around his father, Gino Sr., who was the one who got the business off the ground. And he's really learned a lot from his dad and also just about life in general. He shares uh, what his upbringing was like in an Italian family. He's been back to Italy and shares some of those experiences. And I think what you'll take away from this is how Geno's gets the job done and why they're so good at what they do. So please enjoy this conversation with Gino Jr. Gino Zavarella, I would like to welcome you to the podcast. I've got Gino Jr. here. Say hi, Gino Jr. Hi, Gino Jr. <laughs> okay. Um, you are the vice president of Gino's Awards. I am. And I'm very happy to have you here. And we need to, right off the bat, make something very clear. Um, you are involved with Gino's Awards, but not Gino's Jewelers. And the two stores are side by side. Uh, why don't you give me a little of the backstory? Okay, well, <coughs> my father. Gino Sr. Gino Sr. Yes. The one that everybody likes, that everybody <laughs> would have wanted here instead of me. Uh, he was offered to be a guest and he declined. Yeah. Okay. Right. Pops is almost uh, 92 years old, and he's decided that he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Well, this is true, but he does, I understand, show up to the office like six days a week. Six days a week, full day (laughs) practically. He comes in late. Mm -hmm. We penalize him for that. Okay. He gets there about 1030. Mm. Stays till six. Wow. Okay. Lives on his own, drives, cooks, does his laundry. (laughs) Not allowed to clean anymore because that's a dangerous uh, thing, though he does a little of that. Because he's, am I allowed to call my father stubborn on a podcast? Absolutely. And he probably won't hear it because he doesn't know how to get a podcast, right? <laughs> we keep it real here. Um, that is true. <laughs> he may never hear it, but you know. That's right. Well, or he may demand that I play it for him. Well, you will suffer the consequences. Okay, well, I guess. <laughs> he might fire you. I'm living on, he might. He yeah. might, yeah. You'll take your chances. I, I, I will take my chances and um, I don't know. Go to the Bahamas and sell coral necklaces or something to tourists. <laughs> okay, well, so we have to get back to our story here. Yeah. Um, so he quit high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, his oldest brother was killed in the war. Okay. And that was World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, people were very, very patriotic in those days. Mm-hmm. And that with, you know, of course, Pearl Harbor and everything that went on, a lot of guys went and signed up. So after the war ended, he went on the GI Bill to Jewelers Training School in Newcastle, PA, and started a little business doing engraving, mostly for other jewelers. When he got recalled to the Navy um, for the Korean conflict, one of his good childhood friends joined up and it became a partnership. Then he came back from 
the Navy for his after his second uh, bout of service and continued the business. In those days, in those days, trophies were mainly sold at jewelry stores. The, for the most part, they were silver cups that just had silver plates that were engraved on a base or right on the trophy. So the, the awards business and the jewelry business went hand in hand. That business grew as the trophy business expanded, etc., etc. My father stayed, got more interested in the trophy end of the business and the awards and plaques. Uh, and his partner concentrated more on the jewelry business. That was Charles Syracuse? Yeah, Chuck, yep. Okay. Uncle Chuck. And, uh, of course, you know, coming from this uh, very ethnic background I came from, I had 10,000 uncles, only four of who were actually related to me. <laughs> this but is an Italian ancestry. This is right. Yeah, what part you, of Italy? My father's family is from Abruzzo. Okay. It's um, about an hour due east of Rome from a smaller city called Pradalapalina. Have you been there? I've been there many times, yeah. I was recently at a cousin's wedding, and we're still very much in contact with a number of the relatives. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, anyway, so when uh, Chuck retired, the two of the two of the gentlemen who were working at the store took over the jewelry store itself. So... Um, my father continued in the awards, trophy, plaque, corporate logo, corporate, uh, you know, put anything in your name, anything business. Okay, and that's Gino's Awards, so yep. Gino's Jewelers is separate. Ever since that, that was 1997. Right, if okay. you say so. Huh. According, uh, to, according to your website. According to our website, well, yep, okay, there we go. Good. good to know. Um, okay, well... See, I'm learning something here about us today, too. <laughs> I know it was around that time. Uh, well, I can tell you uh, that in 2001... I know it was right after I got out of law school, close to that, and that was 95. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to get to you, but first... Well, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> let's talk about something interesting. Okay. What I can tell you about me is I'm that... I'm pretty boring. I, kn I know that in 2001, uh, Gino settled in Warrensville Heights after outgrowing its uh, previous showrooms. And, um, right? Around then? Th right. Absolutely. Okay. And you're on Richmond Road. We're on Richmond Road between Emory and Miles. Yes. Now, you established the slogan, Sooner or Later, Everyone Comes to Gino's. That's the jewelry store That's slogan. The jewelry store. Okay, yeah. so we're going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, then I, I, no, let's not leave it alone. They're great guys. Yeah. We have a very close relationship. Okay. Um, those guys grew up in the business working for my father and his former partner, and we're super close. Not only as friends, but as a business. Yeah. That's we a do, great slogan. We interact. That we're super close? Yeah. No, the slogan. I really uh, like that. Sooner or later, oh, I'm well, um, Mike and Gary, it's their slogan. So. <laughs> okay. I'll tell them you like it. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, well, so Gino's Awards is both a manufacturer and a retailer. So you do co um, corporate gifts, personalized recognition products. Um, so as a manufacturer, you have flexibility in terms of design, creation, and delivery of the products. We so. do everything at the showroom offices and factory on Richmond Road. 
That's amazing. So there's obviously some things that we don't make, like Waterford Crystal, Baccarat Crystal, um, cross pens, you know, some of those type things. But the plaques and, and that sort of thing, we, I mean, with our plaques, we actually get big eight foot by four foot pieces of wood, cut it down and to the sizes needed, apply the, apply the plates, apply the engraving, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, you also have a national presence. We do. So how did that happen? How do people know about you in Oklahoma? <laughs> well, because we're awesome. Okay. We're the best. Mm -hmm. We're the finest award business, um, I think, in the galaxy. Okay. I'm not sure. Certainly yeah. on planet Earth. Okay. Um, but what happened was originally when, when my father started, coming from the direction he came from as a, someone who was trained at a jeweler training school, the work was more fine. So a number of the accounts that he got were national type accounts, larger businesses. Then also, he was the founder, not the founder, the inventor, I guess you'd say. Oh, was it really an invention? If we, you know when you go to McDonald's and you see Employee of the Month on the wall? Mm -hmm. Well, my father started that. Okay. So that was originally centered a lot towards car dealerships, okay. salesmen of the month. Mm -hmm. Of course, now we say salesperson because we're... Not gender we? specific. I don't know. What gender all-inclusive. Are we diverse or something? Inclusive. Inclusive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know these words. <laughs> I just know that that's what we did. And um, You uh, pedal in awards, I pedal in words. That's words, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, I just try to be nice to anybody. <laughs> I guess that's my inclusivity. But anyway, getting uh, back to what we're yeah, talking about, actually, right? Yeah. So that what set us off in a large way. That and the uh, very high quality work we do. I mean, of course, we do little league trophies. Mm -hmm. We do you know, very inexpensive little league type things and stuff like that. But we also probably what really differentiates us from most awards businesses is the really high quality stuff we do and uh let's see just shifting a little bit you have in-house graphic artists we do so what kind of projects do they do well they'll do a lot of the you know what we would call typesetting of course okay. there's no more type it's all on the computer now right mm -hmm. um the logos a lot of people don't have their logos in computer formats that are high quality enough to to be reproduced properly mm -hmm. for the applications, whether it's uh, engraving laser, engraving sandblasting, um, UV printing, what you know, any of these things, they typically don't have that kind of quality. Sometimes, if they're working with someone who does some sort of advertising for them and stuff, they might have that, but they might also want to add something to it. So that's a lot of what the graphic artists do. Okay, so let's talk about you. So uh, I thought we were going to talk about something interesting. Well, let's see where this goes. Okay. Um, you went to law school, and what area of law have you been practicing since then? Wow. Well, first of all, I went to um, school. I graduated from Gilmore here in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I 
really wasn't sure what college I was going to go to. Originally, I wanted to, I thought I was going to maybe be a college professor. Not, but so early on, you never really thought about going into the family business? No, not why, at all. Why not? Why not? I don't know. It's just, I suppose that um, I just never thought of it. I wasn't excluded. Maybe I was. Do you have brothers and sisters? No. Okay. So it's just me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did your dad push you one way or the other? No, my parents were always, do whatever you want, it's your life. Okay. Within reasonable bounds. So you kind of had a safety net, though. If, if, if everything went south, you could always come work for dad. <laughs> Right? Did that occur across your mind? I don't know if that's going south. That sounds like going north. No, if things but. in your own life, if your things in your own life didn't work out. I never really thought about it that way. I mean, I okay. guess if you say it that way, I, I suppose it's possible, but... Um, but you were obviously a bit intrepid, and you decided you were going to pave your own way. So, law school. Intrepid, wow. That's a big word. Um, intrepid. It's only three <laughs> syllables. I can do better. Okay. I'm not in this moment, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you're the wordsmith. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of an independent kid. Mm-hmm. I think my parents really raised me to be independent. I think their thinking, even though both of them came from very ethnic backgrounds, was, was very open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certainly not... A, ashamed in any way shape or form of the kind of background they came from mm-hmm. uh, we still continue to you know, enjoy our cultural background greatly as you can see by my waistline especially but who makes the sauce no you make a sauce a good sauce i, I cook I, I enjoy cooking yeah it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um i try to sometimes here take here or there take uh try to recreate things that my mother or my aunts made. Mm-hmm. But my dad's a good cook. Very mm-hmm. good cook, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I enjoy cooking. It's relaxing, especially after you come home. Mm-hmm. Put on the news, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, okay, so you... So, yeah, for for everybody in Warrensville, I guess we have to talk about what news do we watch? Or should no, we, no, no. Should we, can, we not talk about that? No, we can leave that alone. We we'll leave that gonna, alone. We're going to okay. stay with this thread that you went to law school. Okay. I'm intrigued. That you made that choice? Well, when I was an undergrad, I double majored in philosophy and economics. Mm-hmm. And I was particularly interested in the um, in, in, in the areas of philosophy that dealt with philosophy of law, uh, ethics, and those sort of things, and bioethics. And so along with my ideas about becoming a professor in, in, in those days was my thinking. Um, law school seemed to really fit into that. I wasn't thinking about practicing. I was thinking about law school as part of this you know, education and specific interests in philosophy that I had. So I was interested in these sort of I don't know if I want to call them political, because I'm really not a very political person. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, you know, Democrat, Republican, and all that, though, of course, I have some great relationships with some of the people around Warrensville. You know, I mean, one of the reasons we chose to locate in Warrensville Heights, in particular, 
was at that time uh, Marsha Fudge was mayor? running for mayor. Okay. She was going to run for mayor. Mm-hmm. And my father had some old time friends that were close to her. But that wasn't really so, you know, we had a sense of, you know, who she was and, you know, how Warrensville could change under her, um, which is, you know, I think amazing. I mean, she started off a chain of events in Warrensville Heights that originally when we were going to go to Warrensville Heights, I think a lot of people were like, oh, Warrensville Heights, you know, and now Warrensville Heights kind of a hot place, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that uh, Brad... Sellers has done an amazing job as mayor, continuing, you know, what Marsha started. Um, of course, they're quite close, you know. But Well, what are you describing? Just an economic climate that was hospitable, or what were you, what are you thinking of? That I she think did? they were, they were very cooperative mm-hmm. right from the beginning. They, they, they wanted you to come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they wanted to accommodate what you wanted to do. I mean, they, it was clear that they wanted positive things to happen for their city and that they weren't regarding businesses as just some people who were coming there and going to give them some taxes. Okay. Um, you built the building, is that correct? We did build the building. Well, I mean, I didn't build it. No, your your dad. Mean, look at me. You think I could build anything? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, know. my cousins built it. Oh. My cousins are um, masonry contractors primarily, mm-hmm. but they're also, they were the general contractors on our building. Yeah, it's a beautiful red brick building. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful facility. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to law. Did you ever practice with a firm or have you? I did. Um, well, first I worked for a judge, mm-hmm. Tom Lambros, who was the chief judge of the federal district court at the time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guy. Just absolutely fantastic guy. Um, And then I went to work for a private investment firm. Uh, At the time, it was called Maxis Investments. In Cleveland. In Cleveland, Mm -hmm. yep. Richard Barone was the CEO of that. And uh, I was friends with his son in my high school years. And Richard was somebody I always really admired Mm -hmm. one of the smartest people you'll ever meet real brilliant man well then when did you start working and then um when when he started getting they they had some mergers and all this and i went on my own practice law and what kinds of um i did all kinds of stuff mostly small business stuff okay i did a few criminal things and yeah and that kind of thing um and when did you start working at Juno's Awards? Well, that's actually kind of a good question to ask because it's an interesting story. My father was importing a bunch of glass from Italy, and I um, had the, actually the pleasure of going with my dad on the trip. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wasn't that involved. I wasn't involved really with the business at all, but... It seemed like a fun time that, you know, my father and I could go to Italy together. He had this business, and I would go. We got a car. We drove around to a bunch of places. We saw the relatives, and we saw all these different cities that he had business with. And 
went to a trade fair there and all this kind of thing. Well, when he brought the things in, the customs, after they were already at our factory, which used to be on Chagrin at the time, U.S. Customs came in with their yellow tape and, like, sequestered all these items. and What were the items? What, what? It was mostly glass. But vases? Vases, plates, um, decanters, okay. a lot of things that we'd sandblast that are good corporate gift items and okay. things like that. So I was an attorney, and my father's like, I want my merchandise. And uh, he paid for law school, so he was like, fix this. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. So I went about fixing it. Got a little bit involved with the business, and um, it was real peripheral there for a while. And but little things would come up here or there, not just legal things. And I handled this, handled that. Next thing you know, I'm more involved, and just kind of happened. So how much are you there actually? Well, I'm there quite a bit now. Okay. I'm really, uh, I, I'm very involved now my law practice is at a minimum mm -hmm. i do have a big fairly big mm -hmm. uh case coming up i'm supposed to be in trial tuesday so we'll see how that goes i think you're gonna be busy this weekend yeah i'm gonna be busy this weekend <laughs> i am but it's okay yeah. i like being busy mm -hmm. i've never been one to sit around much and yeah, yeah. um well when it comes to the products you carry. I'm wondering what is the most popular, and I'm, I'm just gonna guess that it could be the newspaper articles that are on metal plates, or, or you know, that look like plaques, but you tell me. Because I know you do a lot of that, and you recently did one for me, but that's oh, beside the point. Did you like it? Love it, because it was a picture of me in the newspaper at, I think it was game seven, of the series, the the Cavs were playing um, last season with LeBron. I knew that this was, you know, we're not going to be seeing much more of him. And I, I mean, it was very heightened. It was really intense. And there was a, a, a point in the game where he made like two back-to-back three-pointers. The the whole place was electrified, and I'm just like out of, and you know, he's like beating his chest or something. Like he's his eyes are on fire, and I was so impacted by that. I stood up out of my seat, as did a lot of other people, and I'm just clapping. And the the photographer captured the back of him, and I'm like, you know, right there, like looking at him, and I'm just clapping, and I'm so happy. And it ran in the paper, and I'm like, I need to preserve this moment because I remember that moment. I won't forget it. I didn't know. My picture was being taken, but it was a, a great shot. And I'm like, we have to put this on a plaque. Sorry. Well, we do that a lot. No, no, we do a lot of those. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I guess we probably shouldn't talk about what happened with the Cavs <laughs> and the Lakers this year. Mm -hmm. They didn't okay. really, this didn't work out for either of them so well, did it? But, no, no. But, but how popular are those? They're, those very, they're, they're popular. But really, the, the, the most popular thing, really, when you come down to it, is really it's based on the way that businesses work. That's most of the work we do is corporate-type business. And so what are those items? Largely plaques. plaques. Okay. Or maybe trophies, glass trophies. But mm. we're, we're mainly talking about things where people reach sales levels okay 
best salesperson, mm-hmm. a million dollar seller, five million dollar seller, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is recognition. Anything from somebody gave a speech at Cleveland Clinic for the, I don't know, let's say the Neurological Institute, mm-hmm. just as an example, to um, the organist is retiring at, uh, you know, the Church of God in Christ on Euclid Avenue. Mm-hmm. So how many of those do you think you do a year, Crystal? Or, or just any. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, okay. Many. I'm just wondering volume of business. Many, 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 many. Okay. Um, okay, now this one's going to catch you by many. surprise. Many, many. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, here we go. The St. Joseph statue. Uh, you carry those. The house bearing statue. Yes, we have to go there. Okay, so this is the deal. These statues are. Um, it's superstition, and it says that if you bury one of these in your front yard, it will bring you good luck, and you will actually sell your house. And I will say I fell prey to this superstition, and when I was really kind of desperate to sell a house because another one had been purchased, mm-hmm. or it was about to be, and um, I, I heard this, and I went to Geno's. Someone told me, you go to Geno's, you get the St. Joseph statue. I did, buried in my front yard, and I will tell you the house did sell in reasonable, I suppose, proximity to when I did that. There is a thing I remember whether you're supposed to bury it upside down or um, right side up. I'm not sure if I got that right. I was a little concerned for a few days about that. But uh, can you address this? Well, we don't sell the statues anymore. Uh-huh. We, my mother for a long time had a religious gift store, mm-hmm. which was located in our building. Mm-hmm. Um, we since have ceased operations of that. Mm-hmm. But I would say this. First of all, I, not to split hairs, but it's not really a superstition. It's a really old tradition. Okay. Okay, so I don't know. I suppose some people think there's magic mm-hmm. to it. Um, I, what do yeah. I know about magic? I'm not a magician. I'm mm-hmm. not a priest or a rabbi or a minister, but, well, actually, I am a minister. Are you? Yeah. I'm an ordained minister in the state of Ohio. Nice. So you can marry people? I, that's why I did it, yeah. Oh, okay. I had a, some friends who were getting married, and they, um, we're going to have their formal real wedding, but the, um... My my friend Shayla's uh, husband was going off. I, I don't remember whether whether it was Iraq or Afghanistan. I, for some reason, I think it was Afghanistan. So they need a quickie, quick wedding. Right, they want to get a quickie before he went off, and then when he was coming back, they had the real wedding. Okay, um, but back. But, but anyway, back to the statues. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, is there magic? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think the. Well, if you go online and search it, it will tell you the whole story. There right. is there is history there. It goes back to the 1600s. I right. checked it out. It's an old tradition. Yeah. And. So you no longer. People swear by it. Yeah. But you no longer sell them. We ceased operations of the religious goods store. Okay. Um, it was. My, my mother was a very religious person. Mm-hmm. She was involved with the church seven days a week in one capacity or the other, whether it was a, attending or whether it was some sort of uh, charitable endeavor you know, for homelessness or hunger 
or whether it was teaching the the religious school. My mother was involved with church every day, and if you went into our home, it was looked like a church. <laughs> okay. it, you know, yeah, all sorts of symbols and and artwork and yeah. and all of these things reflecting that. Okay, well, I think this was around two thousand and one ish. So yeah. Um, that I had the experience. Okay, right. so setting that aside, um, you have uh, etched wine bottles as one of your products. We do. They're fun. Those are amazing. They're fun, aren't so they? So when? Yeah, they are. So tell me when that all started. Well, that's been going on a while. I don't know exactly when it started. Started, but um, we do maintain, actually, interestingly, a liquor license, mm-hmm. so that we can sell the bottles of wine and not have the. The state people you know, coming Shining. after us and quarantining products. Yeah, and I don't. Like I don't need any more police coming after me. <laughs> I had those issues, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, but did that, so these are for often gifts for. But weddings. I like the Warrensville Heights police. Yes, they're very nice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, in Agenos, we do a ton of work with the um, with the police and other law enforcement. Okay. A lot of mounting badges when someone's retiring and so mm-hmm. that. So we've had uh, overall um, a lot of good interaction with the police. But the Warrensville Heights police are just spectacular. Okay. They're very friendly, and um, it's kind of funny. I just thought of this off the top of my head, but you know, Warrensville's on their seal, it says the friendly city. Mm-hmm. I think they really do try to be friendly, which is one of the reasons, like I was telling you earlier, why we decided to ultimately come to Warrensville. We were looking at other sites. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this was the only site we looked at. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you take starting with Marsha and um, now Brad Sellers and... Uh, you know, so many wonderful people in Warrensville Heights, so many nice people on console. Um, Jerome Duvall, the economic director, I mean, you know, what a great guy. There's, there's so many really welcoming people, and I think that they're very sincere about making things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so much at, at Geno's Awards, Inc., but in my um, in my work as an attorney dealing with various agencies, whether they be police or courts or uh, bureaus of one sort or another with the government, I'm sure there's a lot of well-intentioned people. And I know that these are big bureaucracies that that, that becomes an issue, but I've seen very few places that really go that extra mile and look at tr- look at you like you're part of the community even if you don't actually live there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we like to think of ourselves as a citizen of Warrensville Heights, albeit a corporate citizen, mm-hmm. but we 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 felt that with Warrensville Heights which was in great part um part of our final decision to build mm-hmm. on Richmond Road. Well, that's a fantastic endorsement. Yeah, no, it is. I, I think the world of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're very happy to have you here. We're, we feel very fortunate to have you here. Everybody knows Geno's. So, um, that's good. We take a lot of pride in that's that. That's good news. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being a guest here. That's all you want to know. I, well, do you think there's anything I haven't covered? Uh, maybe I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Where the bodies are? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, you'll talk about where Jimmy Hoffa is. Yeah. No, we'll leave that one. But um, okay. all right. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Anytime. Happy to be here. Happy to do it. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Thank you.